catching, we'll just start recording. Is he catching the train all the way from Andrew? No, he's, he's driving back to Bayswater and then coming here. Yeah, right. Yeah. Do you well, smoke bud, by the way? I do. Huh. Got my... Uh... Oh, my God. Is this prescription stuff? Yeah. Holy shit. I hear the prescription stuff is like mad strong. It's next level. Holy shit. Okay. We really shouldn't have said that on air. Do you want me to restart? <laughs> Oh, I don't care. <laughs> okay. But yeah, we, I didn't realize we were rolling yet. Oh, I, uh, yeah. I, we'll just go straight into it. Are you okay with recording that? That's going to be a hell funny intro. Oh, everyone knows that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's not like it's not like you're hell subtle about it. Yeah. Yeah, I rock up to my shows with like yeah. the reddest eyes. And it's like, so it's, funny. It's been an emotional day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. John's just like, yeah, Dan's been Dan. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, fucking, so just for our audience to explain, Martin is late because he's still in Mandra because he's traffic controlling. Martin's really obsessed with, he's really loving this new job of looking at holes all day. Yeah. Just look at traffic control. Traffic control and looking at holes. He had the best story the other week about how him and six other guys watched a dude dig a hole for four hours and he got paid for it. And I was like, you just watched a guy dig a hole for four hours? And it's like, yep. And I didn't lift a finger doing it. What um, What is he controlling? Just just like guiding the traffic yeah, around? Yeah, that's, the... that's pretty much all he's doing. That's the dream. That is the dream, isn't it? it? it does it pay well? It pays, well, it pays a lot better than what he was getting before, which is fuck all. So, yeah. I've always seen them on the side of the road and just been like, you motherfucker. Yeah. Like, I've got like the dirtiest hands and they're just sitting there like... Just chilling. Just chilling. Just chilling. I reckon it'd be a pretty sick job because it seems pretty chill. Um, drug testing for it is minimal from everything I've heard. But also... You, you'd need a bee stoned. Yeah. To, to stand there all day. Yeah, exactly. Just waving at cars. Mm. But you also... It's also a good job because like I feel like you'd get your steps in. Like putting the cones out every day and picking them back up. I feel like you'd get like a decent number of steps in without like doing too much. Yeah. Yeah. You're I not breaking your back, but you're getting your steps in, which is kind of nice. Getting your steps in is pretty important. Yeah. 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 I got a mate that's um, pretty consistent on getting his steps in every day. Who's that? Uh, his name's Elijah. Mm-hmm. Um, we play video games with him all the time. Nice. And... Um, I didn't know what he was doing. He would just disappear for 20 minutes at a time. And I honestly thought he was going for a wank. And it was <laughs> starting to irk me so many... Like, it happened <laughs> all the wank time. every 20 minutes. Yeah, like, every time we'd play, he's like, I'll be back in a minute. And I I didn't believe him at first, but he's like, yeah, I just got to get my steps in. <laughs> so what does he do? He just walks up and down his stairs or something? Doesn't have stairs, just paces the house. He just paces the house? Just, doesn't walk the block, just paces the house. You gotta admire his commitment. It, I mean, like he'd probably still get the steps in if he went for the wank. Oh yeah, like his heart rate would probably still get up. Oh yeah, it yeah. Would, but yeah, that would really throw me. So your steps are important. How many wanks do you think you got in a day as a teenager? I feel like I was. I feel like everyone went through a stage where like, 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 like everyone had like a five wank day planned on like a weekly basis it's like there was going to be like when you were a teenager there was going to be one day where you were going to have five wanks a hundred percent yeah 
like there's some days I'd be ashamed of myself, just like surely you can, you're not going again. Yeah. And um. And you would. And then like you. Yeah, you mm. just come across the wrong video, and you're like, oh. God. You've, you've triggered me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, here we go again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck it all. So, but, uh, like, there's some days you're just, like, both ashamed but impressed. Yeah. You're just like, I I am a champion. Like, I'm an animal and a beast. No one else could do You kind of think no one else could do this. And then reality is you grow up and it's like, oh, everyone was doing this. E- everyone was doing it. And uh, you kind of wish you could yeah. still go. Like, yeah. You kind of feel like you kind of feel like bad for, but like you get a little bit, bit older, and then you understand like the male body and everything it goes through. You kind of realize why women do complain so much about men because it's like you look back on it and it's like, yeah, we we're like problematically horny, yeah. and we can't help ourselves really. Yeah, the uh, like caveman instincts just kick in. Yeah. And, uh, we start beating our chests and it's, it's like, oh my God. It's pretty atrocious. Yeah. yeah and we, we just keep gaslighting women into saying we don't, <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> we're not terrible. Yeah. <laughs> we're not animals. Yeah. Um, but talking about Martin being, I feel like Martin's got like, this was the job that was meant for Martin, being a traffic controller. Oh, 100%. Yeah. It's like, like there's never existed another job that was more right for an individual. Yeah, because like, it's a job needed all around the world. And Martin, you know, he, he could just blend into any environment. Yeah. And yeah. And, and he, he seems very good at getting away with not doing a lot. And it's like, here he doesn't need to get away with it. Yeah, somehow he does minimal, but makes it look like... A lot. He, he's, he's giving it a fair crack. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's an acquired skill. It really is. It really is. And the fact that like he was unemployed for a year uh just make oh maybe maybe it wasn't a year, maybe it was a bit less than a year, but he was unemployed for a year before he realized he could just get on JobKeeper. <laughs> and it's like cuz he was a tax paying worker for like 10 more than 10 years before before he like quit his job and was just like I'm doing comedy. And then he realized, oh, I can just get on JobKeeper. And then he realized he could become a traffic controller. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, it's just the most Martin way of getting a job ever. There was a period where I wasn't working for a while and I just like refused to get on JobKeeper because I was like, I don't want to leech off the government. I don't want to be that person. But, uh, and then I I got on it and I was like, this is the tastiest cash I've ever had. Well, I... You you know what I feel like because there's, there's nothing really like licking the the pockets of the working class like well I, I love especially it. when you were a part of that class for so long I know like I have been working now feel like for ten years I've never been on JobKeeper but I used to be one of those people who used to think how shameful um, but now I don't because it's like now I look at how shit the government is and how like the world is run by just the mega wealthy and it's just like yeah we should all just get on JobKeeper 100% like looking looking at where society's sort of gone you, it, we all hated on the the person on Centrelink yeah. and now you sort of real, everyone's come to a point where they're like nah it's the billionaires yeah Do it's you, it's like the no the, the the people who were on bludging on Centrelink had it right. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. They were right all the time. We're like, universal basic income, let's yeah. go. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, but we, we didn't listen to them. And it's funny how we've always, like, hated on the, um... On that, the, the dull bludger. Yeah. When 80% off, like, social payments went to, like, pensioners... Or old so, age pensioners. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, it, it was only, like, 20% of that money that we think is going out to the bludgers. Yeah. But it's like, do, I think we killed the rich. I, <laughs> yeah, I think we, I think we, like, I think we killed the old, too. I, oh, yeah, not the the rich. But we killed the rich, but I was going to say, yeah, I'm going to say kill the old. But we, if we, we, two birds with one stone there. Two birds with one stone. I feel like, because, let's face it, like, life starts going very quickly downhill once you reach 70. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, your brain starts falling apart, your body starts falling apart. I, I personally am waiting for those years. Those are, I think, the golden years. Well... Because there's less repercussions for your actions. You, you can be a terrible person and you're not going to, like, really remember it. You can just say mad shit all, all times. Oh, yeah. And, like... You can just be like, that's what it was like in my day. Even yeah. if it wasn't, they weren't there. Yeah. And you could be like, yeah, I I got my wife chained to the wall because yeah. that's just how it was that's in just my how day. It was that it's day. like no one was doing that, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I, I used to pour hot wax into my children's eyeballs when they didn't do their homework. It's like that's just was the standard yeah. for the day. Leeches to get rid of, you know, stomach acid. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Calling the witch doctor. Exactly. It's like a bit, AIDS used to be considered a blood purifier, you know? Oh, yeah. Mm. Everyone needed a little bit of AIDS. <laughs> Dude, I am like... I, I, I booked an STD checkup. Have you ever been for an STD checkup? Like... I'm turning 30 this year, and it was probably like 23. So now I'm like seven years, but it's pretty bad. Yeah, you should get checked up. I should barely get checked up. Mm. I haven't been like the most active person in the last like five or so years, so I've sort of um, hermited you're out of it. Okay. So I've been like I've been in like a bit of a slight phase the last two months. I had a I had my first threesome. Oh yeah. And it was with a dude and a chick. Um, and I discovered something in that threesome. It's like, for the longest time, I thought the worst thing about being in a threesome with a dude and a chick was if the dude had a bigger dick than yours, because it'd be, like, intimidating or whatever. See, I've always thought it would be if he just, he had a harder dick, but then I couldn't imagine I would be as into it as that person would be, so maybe he deserves the harder dick. Maybe he does. But that would strike a blow. The, what, what I thought was the worst thing, what, and I don't want to sound like I'm bragging here, the worst part about it for me was the fact that he had a smaller dick um, because all I could think of was, I, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> you know, like, I set the bar so low. It's like, you know, I didn't set a very high bar and <laughs> you couldn't jump it and I just feel bad for you. And here I am just fucking your girlfriend. Yeah, I, I, I probably wouldn't do good in that situation. Because, like, it, just say we're sitting here mm. and there's someone else there and they give me praise for something. Mm. I'll feel guilty that you're not getting praise yeah. as well. And, like, just, just things like that. Where, like, if someone gives me a gift in front of someone else, or anything like that, mm. I, I, feel, or I feel like i got to, like... So, in that situation, I'd just feel guilty and be like, man... I've, 
I would then think of some terrible shit to try and shrink it down a bit. Well, maybe that was the case because, like, I told my friend Kieran that he was going to hell for the longest time because he was hooking up with couples that had, like, a cuck fetish. Like, they wanted, like, a dude with a really big dick. And Kieran, I've seen it on camera, he does have a, a, a ridiculous hog on him. Um, like they just wanted like a dude with a big dick to come in and fuck the wife while the the husband filmed it or jacked off or whatever. Like that was the whole scenario and that's what he was a part of. And I was just like, why would you do that, man? And he's just like, dude, the way I'm looking at it is I'm fucking, it's like, that's the only (laughs) way I'm looking at it. I'm like, dude, this, this can't be right. But then I was in the scenario and I'm like, this is the same thing. I'm doing the same thing. The other guy is only like, a little bit more involved. Oh, like, no. And I'm like, yeah. And it's just like... I got invited to be a cuck, uh, like into a cucking scenario mm. on Tinder once. And I didn't know what the term cuck meant. Oh, when you were told at the time. Yeah, yeah. So, like, because um, I saw that in her bio and I asked. And she had, like, like the laughing, crying like, face. Mm-hmm. Like, she, her reaction, like... For her, it must have been gold, like this innocent 23-year-old, 22-year-old, just oh. being like, what's a cuck? <laughs> just like, oh, yeah, you, you fuck me while my boyfriend watches. And I'm just like, oh. Just like, does he know that this is happening? <laughs> and she's like, yes. Yeah. I'm like, is he okay with it? <laughs> she's like, yeah. I'm like, does, does he get involved? She's like, no, he just stands in the corner while you degrade him and, oh. and to say that like you can't do it like that oh. you, got, you got a small like oh. just things like that and i'm just like are you sure he's okay with this <laughs> or is he just polite you know like i have a theory about like i don't agree with this like i think it's like i think this is going to come back and bite society in the ass in some way in years to come but the all the, the flip side of that is is that once it's out of the bedroom, like once there's no sex involved, those two, like those couples, they seem so happy together. Like they seem so emotionally giving to one another. They seem so like they have the best communication ever. Like they just communicate their desires and they're so open and honest about it. Like You mean people that do are into that thing. Uh, Yeah, couples who are into that thing. It's just like... They have like the best quality time together because is, I know is it, two is it that two like people that? aren't supposed to like be together and that we're trying to force it. You reckon that's what it is? Like we're trying to fit like a square shape in a round hole, and when we just accept, like, yeah, we don't have to have this traditional. That's not my view, but that could be maybe what it is. I, I don't and know what just it happier. is. I, I just think like what it is is like they're together. And they just separate the emotional need from the physical need very easily. And so I feel like that's what a lot of other people... It's not for me personally. I, I wouldn't want to be a part of it. I'd cry. Yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> want to. But like, if, if I was in the corner of a room while your girlfriend my was future getting... girlfriend was getting just gorilla rammed, yeah. I'd, I'd probably cry. Yeah. I would... I wouldn't be facing the action. I'd definitely be turning around. Mm. I'd still be jerking off because waste of an opportunity. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, 
I, I just <laughs> like yeah. I I can't I can't wrap my head around that one. I, I honestly can't. It's just like props to him. It, like the boyfriend got like a little bit involved in the threesome. It wasn't a total. It didn't feel like a total cuck scenario, but like he sat back and watched just long enough for me to be like, hmm, interesting. Is that, oh, that's just an alarm. It was just like that. Yeah, he sat back long enough, just long enough for me to be like, this is interesting. And then he was like, you should have flipped the script onto him and just been like, now you're getting involved. Big well, like, yeah, now <laughs> you're watching. copying it. I'm here for you, cunt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was just like, he was just like, I, he was just like saying things like, I want her to sit on you and ride you and then look oh so he was giving you commands yeah he was giving me instructions and like the whole the whole time i was just kind of like look it was fun don't get me wrong i had a great time that's the weirdest game of simon says (laughs) (laughs) simon says blast on my girlfriend's face yeah 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 Simon says not on the carpet. Yeah. The rule was, though, I wasn't allowed to finish in her. Um, That's a fair rule. But the, thing, the other thing, too, was, like, I... It was... I got, like, a little bit nervous and a little bit stage fright. I could keep it up, but I couldn't finish. Um, mainly because I was having stage fright. It was this first scenario for me, and I also had drank two bottles of wine. And this was the first... I've been getting into red wine recently. This is something I've learned about red wine... Red wine really lowers your inhibitions. <laughs> you like, holy shit. Like, I thought whiskey, rum, and beer, like, kind of... But, like, different alcohols clearly have a different effect on you. Man, a, gla- a good glass of Melbeck can ruin your night. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Dude, like, I got... I opened that second bottle of wine. That fir- The first glass from that... Second bottle of wine. Just, I was just like, the sentence second bottle. That's, yeah. That's just where you, That just dictates everything. Oh, like, I was just like, I'll do anything now. It's like, what do you want me to do? It's like, <laughs> uh, yeah, I was just... And then I woke it's up... It's MK Ultra. Oh, it fucking, Dude, world. it was. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's fucking evil. This is how, like, they, like... This is why Romans used to be so proud and horny. It's like ancient Romans, just because they just sat around it drinking was, it wine. It was the squashed grapes. Dude, it fucking was. There's something in them. There's something in them because, It's like, like the member berries from South Park. Member just berries. squashed into, <laughs> into wine. That really is, man. I was... That was... Fucked, but like, yeah, I mean, look, it was a really fun. Remember night. the great fall of Rome? Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember Alexander the Great? Yeah, yeah. Remember we used to own slaves? Oh, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> remember when, uh, it, oh, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> remember when we nailed Jesus to the cross? Oh, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> Judas still waiting for his coins. Yeah. <laughs> remember when we used to do genocide every other day? Oh, I remember. Yeah. Uh, remember when we used to let the lions loose? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and everybody. Yeah, yeah. You used to feed, like, feed poor people to the lions. Well, have you heard about that? Them offering the Colosseum. The offering to, the Colosseum to uh, the billionaire bash. No. I've so heard. you've heard about the billionaire bash? No. This is crazy. Okay. So, 
Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg have beef. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This thing I've heard about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah so the UFC is picking it up. It's actually happening. Dana White's come out. He's just like, they're dead serious about the fight. Because, like, they were, yeah, like, Mark Zuckerberg, after Elon Musk tweeted, like, I want to fight this guy or something like that, was just, like, replied with Khabib's reply, like, yeah. name location. Well, here's, here's where it gets but interesting. They've offered the Coliseum. That'll be pretty cool. That will be pretty cool. What? Like they, they refurbish it, deck it out. This has to be a part of the new season of Black Mirror. It has to be. <laughs> Surely. Like, sure. they started with, like, the interactive ones, but yeah. now it's just one that you are a part of the show. Yeah, it, and it's an actual show. Now, I want to know, like, let's debate this for a second. So, they're, they're, they're fighting. Like, let's let, let's talk about the rules. Are they allowed... How much time do they get to prepare? And are they allowed to do steroids? Alrighty. Because I feel like if they had to fight right now, Mark Zuckerberg takes it. But, just a roommate... Um, I feel like if they had to fight right now, Mark Zuckerberg will take it. But if you give Elon Musk a year uh, I, with enough steroids, he's mad enough to do it. I think, yeah, I think at the moment Mark Zuckerberg's got it. He's yeah. got the black belt that he purchased in jiu-jitsu. <laughs> um, and he's, he's like an android. Like, can you defeat an android in hand-to-hand combat? Well, this is, this is, the, this is the question. Who wins between an AI and an autistic person? Well, that's true. Well, I think they're both severely autistic. Oh, like, they're Elon ping, Musk they're pinging sure. on the spectrum. Yeah, I think Elon Musk has come out and said, "I have Asperger's." Yeah, yeah, um, which makes total sense, by the way. But yeah, I also see like Elon Musk pulling out some bullshit Iron Man suit. Yeah, <laughs> like mid fight, like like that glove from Iron Man two. He could do that. Like, I, I I could see that happening. Um. The main thing that, though, I think is, is that Elon Musk has, like, a way bigger obsession with just winning in general. Like, yeah. I, I feel like if Elon Musk was willing to but do it... But then again, Zuckerberg's been dealt too many blows recently. He's got too many L's. What do you mean? Just from Meta, it's falling on its ass. Just like he, he wanted Twitter. That's what this whole thing's about. He wanted to buy Twitter and they wouldn't sell it to him. Why wouldn't they sell it to him? Because I just think everyone was like, fuck this guy. Really? <laughs> and like they didn't want Met, like uh, Facebook and Instagram to get too big. I'm not an... E- well, okay. I don't think they really wanted Elon Musk to... Uh, buy it either. To buy Twitter. He did... I think he did that as like a, a stunt... To show how many things on there were bots and right. showing that it's not a good, accurate representation of what people think because most of it's bots. Right. And then when he went so far into the deal to be able to expose that, it was sort of like, well, now you've exposed it. If Imagine you don't buy it. Yeah, if you don't buy it, we're fucked. So we're going to hold you to buying this. Right. I'm pretty sure, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but that I'm pretty sure is the case. That sounds, I'm not an Elon Musk hater, but I, I do think he's kind of like, he's kind of like a Bond villain in terms of like, he's, he's crazy enough to do things that other people aren't basically. Yeah. So yeah. he's like, if Iron Man didn't get captured by the terrorists, right? Yeah. He didn't build the suit and he's just still being that, that douche, yeah. that rich douche. Just buying up things like Mark Zuckerberg is Iron Man if he didn't get pussy though. 
Yeah, or is he the guy from Iron Man Three that got bullied his whole life? Oh, that one—that—that's a good one too. Yeah, and he, yeah, yeah. I think he's just building the metaverse just so he can have like this big buff avatar. It's pretty that crazy. Bullies everyone else. It's so crazy how like people like this is we're like we're in the middle of the housing crisis and a resource crisis, and people are buying a, a, a millionaires. Not even necessarily millionaires, just people with money in general are spending good money to like buy real estate in a virtual world. Crazy. Like, I, I kind of want to go. I kind of want to say like this is an inappropriate use of resources. One hundred and twenty percent. It's like you people could be like building homes for homeless people. And you're buying, like, it, it, it just seems like an egregious waste of money. Like, do you know how different a million is to a billion? It's it, it's something crazy. Like, a million seconds is, like, 11 days. And then a billion seconds is, like, 20 years or 32 something. years. 32 years. So, like, that is crazy. And so, like, if you made... A dollar a second, it would take you 32 years Mm. to be a billionaire. And then to get to Elon Musk's level, you need to do that 200 times. Yeah, so there's not even enough time to do it. Yes, like if you made 50 grand a year, it would take you 20,000 years to make a billion dollars. And I think that's just where the problem comes in. And then people argue, well, he doesn't actually have that money. He just has a percentage in a company that's worth that much money. Mm. And then you can rebuttal that by saying, well, why does that company need to be worth that much? Mm. And should that company be allowed to get to that point? And you you say that and people start thinking communism, capitalism, socialism. Um, They they go on that panic. But you can directly see the rise of these huge conglomerate companies have destroyed the family-owned business like for every sale amazon gets that's one less sale a family-owned business gets and like look at how many everything's a franchise now well the other thing too is it's like the real the real issue is not in goods and service companies like tesla elon musk provides a good like the tesla car the tesla battery like a lot of shit uh, Amazon provides a service like free and easy shipping and online purchases. They provide goods and services. I find yeah. the real issue is like hedge fund management and like banking because it's like people forget it's only like a recent thing that people like when it, 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 this is only, like this has only been invented in the last hundred years. It's oh, like yeah. The like the ability to like. Because you used to be able to lend someone money and then there was a set interest rate on that money. And even that isn't like that. That's about maybe two or 300 years old. But there was a set interest rate on that money. But that interest rate didn't go up. That interest rate did not go up. It's only in like the last 100 years have banks been allowed to go, oh, the interest rate goes up every single year. Yeah. And it's like, it feels like a, it feels like a system which is like, you're forced to compete in the system, but by competing in the system, you prolong it. Yeah. You know? 
It's like, it feels like, I was thinking this today, it's like, what if every single person who had a mortgage and or, or, or rented just went, I'm not paying my landlord, I'm not paying the bank. They just said, I'm not doing it. Everyone said it, and then everyone on every street banded together. So then when like thugs came, the banks came to kick people out of their houses, they just all rallied and were like, no, nope, we're not letting you kick anyone out of their house. Because it's like, if, if you immediately did that, then the banks would kind of go, oh, well, fuck, our system is flawed. Isn't, isn't working. Because the minute people stop uh, participating in it, it falls apart. I agree 100%. Yeah. Like, uh, we actually, we have this idea of this world that we live in that it's always been this way, but the world we live in is only really 100, 150 years old. Yeah. Um, like... And we debate about all these things, just like voting, with like the, the right to vote and all that. The right to vote's only been like 200 years. Not and even that for some countries. Yeah, yeah. But like even like the majority of that was, wasn't even the population of people. It was just like a... a segment of the Yeah, population. just a, a collection of like the upper echelons yeah. of that society gets to have a vote. And um, it wasn't until soldiers came out and were just like, nah, if we're fighting for this country... We get to have a say. Yeah. But like so many things in our society, even like the the banking system we have was created in, was it just before or just after the First World War? Just before the yeah, First just World before. War. And even the then it didn't, it didn't reach like, it didn't reach every Western country until about 1950. And even then, like, and then it started taking over like, uh, third world countries and things like that. It's pretty crazy that um, the five most dangerous countries listed by America are the five last countries to not adopt their banking system. Really? Being Russia, China, North Korea, Cuba, and Syria. Wow. Pretty crazy, eh? Yeah. That... um. Well, Iraq didn't have that banking system before. Oh, sorry, Iran, not not Syria, Iran. My bad. But but Iraq didn't have it. Iraq yeah. didn't have it. Like only like right up until Saddam Hussein got kicked out. Yeah. So um, but they did for a bit. I'm pretty sure. Um, and then yeah, Saddam got. He was adamant to not have it. He. He actually tried to sell oil in euros, hmm. and that's where he, he fucked up. So, and that's where all these people, sort of Gaddafi, all of them, they've all just, because that they say these are war wars for oil, yeah. but that's not really true. It's a war for... Uh, Transactional uh, rights? Yeah, yeah, currency power. Hmm. So... Amer- Gaddafi wanted to introduce a silver standard to all of Africa. Yeah. And he wanted to introduce, like, an, a, a, an African version of the European Union. And look, look at every African leader that's ever tried to do something like that to say, like, we are su- we are the most richest resource continent. We're going to band together, use our resources to make. They it. end up dead very quickly. Very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Shocking. <laughs> <laughs> well, fucking deserved. Yeah. White men need those resources yeah. so we can keep pillaging and and. Well, like people, people are like even forgetting. Like I was seeing this this crazy thing in uh, like, like obviously renewable energies are a good thing, but like the humanitarian co- cost on like the renewable evolution because most of the lithium is mined in uh, parts of Africa. 
Yeah. Mainly Central Africa. Africa and Australia. Yeah. But like in Africa, it is mined with like the worst conditions and like 80% of it or more is like slave labor. Oh, yeah. So it's like people... And like people don't understand like mining this shit is actually like toxic. People forget it's acid you're mining. Yeah. So I'm a uh, boilermaker welder by trade. So I've got a bit of experience with mining. And like there's a reason there's so much protective equipment. Yeah. Like the shit you're constantly breathing in and being exposed to. It's not great. It's not at all. And yeah, the environment that they get put in is just fucked. Dog shit. And it's like... And they don't even get paid rates. They get paid by like what they can bring in. Yeah. And it's working with such shit equipment as well and well it's also it's like it's dependent mainly on everyone else and it's like oh great if a truck's late then with equipment then we have to have then we have downtime and it's like the lot i mean i knew i like quit after like they so i had like a a small safety violation i was driving and i was in a car and i didn't have glasses on i got pulled up for that but like that was the day I just went, no, fuck this, I'm done. Yeah, I've been pulled up on that because I've done delivery driving before for places going to Centurion, yeah. a bunch of different places. And when they, they call you for not having safety glasses in like, just say when you're in the cab of a car. Yeah. So what's going to fucking hit my eyes, like some dust out of the air conditioner? Well, I, I was just kind of like, the, the hypocrisy of it, because that last mine site I worked on was so dog shit, so... I was a single Sparky on night shift. First off, it's like no one should be on their own on night shift. And then like there, it was an underground mine. It's like not all the mines have like de-dusting equipment. So like fucking like water sprays, hosing things down. So they didn't have enough water trucks. Um, like the site had no internet or no signal on camp. So you couldn't call home. You had to provide your own laundry powder. Yeah, no, fuck that. And then the plane to site. It's an hour flight, bear in mind. The plane to site had no toilet on it. And it's like, you guys are making an unfathomable amount of money every day and you can't even provide these basic things. Why would anyone want to work for you? you And it's... That translates to like every industry now almost. Like it's like the amount of value that workers bring to a company compared to like since the eighties is is ridiculous. Yeah. It's like do you know why the minimum wage was introduced? Why? So like a single not a single site, like a a father uh taking care of his family on a single income could buy a house have all of his bills paid for, all of his food paid for, and a few, like, ascent, like yeah. a little bit of, like, saving, spending money. Yeah. So that's what the uh, minimum wage was introduced for. Mm-hmm. And now we live in, like, f- like, 40 years later where you need a dual income where you're working full-time yeah. with no kids and zero hobbies. And then you can just afford to buy a house. Or even rent. Well, and then the other thing too, well, this is where it really becomes a slap in the face and a spit in the face. And it's like, because they they actually spoke about this on a a Green, I'm not really a Green supporter, but a Greens MP brought this up in federal parliament. And John Stewart brought this up in an interview with like an economist. 
And they both said, it's like people in manufacturing, people in banking, people in all of these industries, like they have to obviously declare what they're making. They can't make it secret. They can like cover it up. They like don't obviously make it public, but they still have to disclose it at the end of the day. And all of them are recording like the biggest profit margin that they have in the history of their existence, like these last couple of years. They're making more it's money now the than they have than they ever have. You look at it on a chart, it's outrageous. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. And it's like, well, it's like you're clearly making more money than everyone else. And it's like it's not trickling back down. And it's like it really does become a question of like, okay, well, trickle down economics clearly is just a theory. Maybe it existed once upon a time, because I actually think it did. It, it probably existed once upon a time when, like... It existed when, like, back in the 80s before the... When we lived in a capitalistic society with a few socialistic principles sprinkled through it, and now we've moved to just a full-blown, aggressive, capitalistic society where it's just... Total cor- corporatism. Yeah. Yeah, it's like... It, it's, it's really where, like, we are more in... We are close, like people think we're free today. We are more in line with like feudalism now than we were probably like a hundred years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And it's crazy when we do act. I think we've actually moved from being a capitalistic society to being an oligarchy. Yeah. Yeah. I'd go along with that. I mean, like, that's what we basically say about Russia. Yeah. And it's worse here. Like well, way worse. Well, like, like, like in regards to the distribution of wealth amongst. It's certainly the distribution of wealth, but also just our, our inability to like stay off the system if we want to. It's like you can't buy a car, you can't make a transaction, you can't do, you can't start a business, you can't travel, you can't you, like. You just can't get ahead in life. Yeah, it's anymore. becoming impossible. A good example is uh, my mum and my younger brother live in a Holmes West house. Mm. And um, like that's supposed to be a system built for you to get back on your feet. Yeah. Same with Centrelink. Yeah. And uh, just say you get a job, you've been on Centrelink for so long, you get a job, they just start taking your money, you know, mm. straight away. Like how much you... Uh, make takes away how much you can make in Centrelink. Hmm. And I think we should, it shouldn't be just such an instant thing because if you're on Centrelink, you're probably in debt. Like let the person continue to get out of debt before you'd like be like, yeah. But a, a better example, I, I didn't mean to go with that one first, but would be Homes West. Uh, my brother got a job and instantly the week he got that job, they were like, "How much? Well, I can't remember what percentage it is, but they make him pay like $350 a week, just mm. him without my mum's side. So it went from them being on like $150 a week to him now having to pay $350 a week. Mm. Um, like just because of the jobs he, he's working. And it's like, how is anyone supposed to get out of Homes West? Yeah, if you can't let them get ahead, because yeah. like you know, what I mean, He's- the, the the other thing too is is like I, I've said this before. The way you kind of fix 
the issue of like property ownership because it's like I feel like a, a massive issue with the like property uh, crisis or the housing crisis in Australia is because property owners just don't want to let property go. It's like they don't want to sell, they just want to keep renting and things like that. Okay, that's fair. I understand that. The way you solve that is if someone owns a single home, like just one single home that they live in, if they want to rent out the rooms individually, that's fine. Don't tax that. If yeah. they live in the house, don't tax, don't make them pay a land tax. The minute someone owns more than one property, just jack up the tax. 100%. Like, 100%. Because it's like, then you're incentivizing people to, like, just, like, make do with one property. That's it. Because as long as we are treating property like an investment and not as an extensive part of people's life, it, mm. like, it's so important to have a space where you can lay your head. Yeah. And as long as we're turning that into its own monopoly, yeah. no, no one's going to be able to afford shit. They're going to be priced out. Yeah. You need to make it so that there's a tax on vacant homes. Yeah. And we get negative gearing taxes, vacant home taxes. It's, we need to make it so that it's no longer viable to use property as an investment. Uh, well, the other, or the other thing to incentivize property owners to be more reasonable. It's like, it, it, it's like, um, say to property owners, it's like, okay, this is like the estimated market value for such and such and such. If you go to below this value, we won't tax you. And it's like, because then it's like, okay, if I go below this value, I won't be taxed but the property will become like more manageable and more affordable for lower income people. 100%. So it's like, it would, it would even just help out renters. It would like, the, the two policies, like if you choose the, the policies, it's like one policy would at least help out renters. The other po policy would at least help uh, um, other people get on the, ha on the property ladder. Yeah. And it's just like, no, one, no one's ignoring it. And it's like, that's why this green senator... There was this green senator, I, I forget his name, I followed him on TikTok because he was actually quite compelling Is about he the guy it. in the wheelchair? No, 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 no. Oh, I love that guy. He's actually a really young guy. He was actually like a really young MP and like he gave this really impassioned speech and he was talking about all the federal spending and it's like, we can afford to give every federal MP a $9,000 pay rise. We can afford to build these... Uh, submarine submarines in like uh, in the Northern Territory, which will be like which will start becoming redundant once they are finished. It's like unless they are updated as they go along, they will become redundant once they are finished. We can afford to do this, we can afford to do that, and it's like we you just simply can't do any of that. And he was talking about like if we took the money we waste on that bullshit, we could not only like put more money into affordable housing. He was talking about, it's like, if you did this, you could make affordable, you can make housing more affordable and you could add dental to healthcare. Yeah, but they won't, they'll never do that because it affects their profit line. Yeah, but it's, it's like, who's profit line? It's like the whole point of the government is to like look after well, citizens. All their, well, they all look out for their friends and because like the, the worst thing about Australian politics is they're not even in politics to be in politics and make a change. Yeah. They want like a board member job. Yeah. 
like, they leave politics. Once they leave politics, they either want to work for the UN or they want to work for like some a big corporation. A corporation. Yeah. So they'll either buddy up with that corporation or just pick a few policies, stick to those policies because those are the policies they know they can get through mm. and the ones that people really want are too hard. But as long as they're like, these are all the policies I got ticked through, the UN will be like, yeah, come on board. Well, it's something they make a bit of a joke about in the UK. They talk about like how, oh, these um, people who own the transport companies, the people who own the industry, the people who own the oil, the arms manufacturing, everything, they, all those people who run those industries, are the same they went to the same schools as people who run the country yeah what people fail to think think about they make that joke about it in the UK and it's true but the same thing is like true in like uh, Australia it's like I, I bet if you look it up um, Tony Abbott probably went to school with like uh, major property developers in Australia a hundred percent like uh, yeah it's just so backwards. I know. It's it's so fucked. I think like... And I heard somewhere that uh, it's getting to a point where it's got to snap back. Like you can only bend reality so much before it snaps back. And I really I, don't see how... Because this but, is- but like a, a, a good sign is um, that's the, summer, the submersible, that Titan sub. Oh, with all the billionaires dying. All we did was laugh. Yeah. All we did was laugh. We giggled. No one... Had any empathy towards... No one even was just like, that's inappropriate. Yeah. Everyone laughed. And that's like... I would be so scared to be a billionaire. Yeah, because it's not a very sympathetic situation at the moment, is it? It's like we're this far from just decapitating him. And politicians as well. I would love that. I would love that. I do feel like general society is too pacified for it, which comes to my next solution. What I think we should do is we should introduce a mandatory thing because it is partly our greatest weapon of like freedom of information and things like that. The internet is like a a marvelous tool for common people to like stay informed and make decisions and, you know, get information from multiple sources. But I do feel like for the mental health of society, we should introduce a mandate. We just turn the uh, internet completely off for either one month of the year or one year every five years. Just turn it completely off and watch uh, people go back to normal. If we do it in November, it can it can rarely enforce no for, no not November. Yeah, that would help. I, I, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's like this is a good idea. So I just completely turn off the internet for a little bit and watch. Like, if you did that, watch people's, like, society would change on, like, a fucking bizarre level. You'd reform, like, most of those bonds that you sort of, yeah, social bonds that you sort of push to the side. It would actually benefit us so much. Yeah. I, I say we need to go further. I say, like, we actually need the purge. Oh, yeah. Like a one day a year thing, a purge. Like, I think the movies are a psyop to make us not want it. Yeah. Because, like, if there's a purge, you're not going to rob your neighbor for uh, pearls. Yeah. You're going to have to no, build gates. I, yeah, exactly. I'm kicking in Gina Reinhardt's door. It, this is, yeah. I'm, I'm, t- I'm choking out every security on the way in. Yeah. 
Like, I'm going for, I'm going for it. People are like, people by and large don't want to fuck with most normal people. Yeah, no. Nah. They're yeah. in the same boat. If anything, we'd just form a coalition to be like, oh, you're heading the same place as me. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, that's probably true. Like, I, I'd just be like, bro, like, hmm. I have the shittest house on this street. Hmm. Let's what go rob someone rob? together. Yeah, exactly. Like, with the power, safety in numbers, yeah. motherfucker. Let's house, go. There's a house in Peppermint Grove uh, <laughs> that I saw one time because I was working in the area I, about I, when I was a that, That's, like, where I live with Homes West. It's yeah. great. I've got the poorest house in that suburb. There's a Homes West house in Peppermint Grove? Yeah, it's crazy. Holy man. shit. There's a lot of them. Really? <laughs> yeah, it used to be 50-50. Holy fuck. Yeah. That's insane because it's like, that's a pretty prestigious neighborhood, I thought. I know. I bring down the property value so much. Well, that's a good thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm balancing the curve. Well, those, like, I saw a house there with a tennis court and a helipad. And I just thought, who needs that? It's like, go to, go to a tennis club like every other motherfucker. <laughs> it's like, this is, it's like, there, there gets to a point which is, it's like, you are... You are using a, an egregious waste of resources for nothing more than your own convenience. Did you see the Taj Mahal on the Swan? No. In Pepe Grove. So there was this massive house. They ended up knocking it down. It didn't end up getting finished. It oh, was I remember be, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, going to yeah. be the biggest house in Australia, yeah. like the most expensive one at least. Um yeah, it was crazy. It was like some Indian dude in the fertilizer industry. He like went bankrupt and and yeah. He, well, they said, his version of bankrupt. Yeah, Reality his is version. probably still very well off. Yeah, he just fled the country and was just like, oh, my money's elsewhere. Yeah, that's it. And uh, man, this house, I used to go there all the time because it was down the road. Yeah. And um, it was so cool. Oh, it was 52 bedrooms. Jesus. 52 bedrooms. That's insane. That's, you could stay in a different bedroom for every... Like, his bedroom was two stories. His bedroom was two stories. The bedroom was, like, two stories. What in God's name? Sort of like Michael Jackson's bedroom was two stories. Did you know that? No, I did not. Little side note. Like, when people were like, people stayed in Michael Jackson's bedroom. It's like, his... Two stories. Yeah. It's bigger than my house. It's like, like when you, you can add a fire, fireman, <laughs> when you can add a fireman pole into the place. No wonder you can get so many kids in there. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Like yeah. that's go, go, go. Yeah. But yeah, this place it had an elevator. Like um, I actually found like got into the elevator when I was running around there once, <laughs> and um, yeah, I found all of these tools that obviously belonged to one of the tradesmen, <laughs> and it uh yeah, it's like obviously he would have um left his tools on site yeah and uh first instinct was like i should sell this guy's tools so just let me piss i'm busting <laughs> i'm gonna pause real quick we're gonna come back to that on a note yep sweet okay we'll just yeah. pause that stream so you can start a, another stream yep that's pretty <laughs> much it had to go fry some chicken but um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, love, uh, I love calling up friends and then going to piss on the toilet, like going for a piss mate, and like pissing really loudly. Yeah, so they're just like, what the fuck is What happening? is going on? And yeah. I just tell them every time, oh, I'm frying chicken. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, just yeah. cooking bacon, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, yeah, it sounds like something sizzling. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. It's My really, piss is that hot. It's raining where I am. <laughs> um, 
Do you ever drink so much coffee during the day that you're pissed up? You can start to smell the caffeine in your piss. Yeah, I gotta slow down on my coffee usage. I can get the go till I shake, and I yeah. like. Yeah, I basically piss coffee now. So THC infused coffee. It's a uh, holy shit. That's basically why I'm pissing. That is <laughs> that is a weapon. That is a combination and a half. By the way, speaking of which, what is with that huge Gandalf pipe out there? Oh, uh, do you like it? That is glorious. Dude, I just, um, it's like, I make like one, I like buy one bag of tobacco occasionally. I wouldn't say I'm a consistent smoker. I, I, I jump in and out of it every four months or so. It's not like a quit thing for me. It's this weird psychological thing. And the thing is, I don't like, I don't like really smoking cigarettes. Because it's like you save so much money with tobacco. But I'm really bad at rolling. Um, so the pipe is the next obvious answer. Now, not only that, but like you got to look at it this way. It's also the more renewable answer. Because you can use a pipe. A pipe can last you for life. I'll go grab it. It's pretty elegant. It is, isn't it? For Fred those that can't see, just imagine what Frodo and Gandalf were smoking in Lord of the Rings. He literally has that. I feel like you're going to blow like a... I'd blow a smoke ring and you'd blow like a, a pirate ship. Oh, dude. I, you know what? I, I wish I, I'd saved the video because like, I sent a friend a video of me smoking this thing. And I just got like... I got like the perfect inhale through the mouth. Perfect exhale through the nose. And I look like a demon in the video. I feel like your, be- sick. I look your like beard's not hair. long enough. Like, like how you had your facial hair... Last, a few months ago? Yeah, a few months yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like that suited the part. Dude, I used to have such a massive beard. I used to have such a glorious beard. It was fucking ginormous. And, but it, it starts to become a lot to maintain. That's that's the only problem. It's yeah, like, that, that that was like the first couple of times I met you. Yeah. Like, and you're doing comedy. It that, won't take that, long that, to get like that. That was my uh, description of you. The guy with the glorious beard. Oh, thank you. So, um, um, I do want to take one year... I do one year. I want to dedicate it. Maybe I'll do it either next year. If I don't do it next year, I'll definitely do it when I turn thirty. I want to take a whole year to not touch the beard. Touch the not touch the beard. Not touch the beard. I'll trim it down on December thirtieth, and then come New Year's Day. I, I'd say keep it. going and just get that Egyptian a beard going. You know, yeah. the, the, the plaited goatee. Oh man, I. I remember I, I like started to look like a civil war general at one point. It was like it was nearly down to my nipples. That's where it was at, and it was. Is I, that when you bought the pipe? No, <laughs> no, no. I bought the pipe when it was pretty big though, and like yeah, it's just it's such an easy way to smoke. It's just I, like I bet uh, when you walked in the store, you weren't going to buy the pipe, but the guy saw the beard and he's just like, well, I'm, get, I'm getting the sale. It, it was it, a gift. It was a gift. Oh. So like I, I used to, I, me and my friend, we bought this like tiny little pipe. You got to wash it every occasionally, but like washing that's easy. You just, you just take the thimble out and just rinse it and things like that. The what? Know? The thimble. I'll show you. The thimble. What a weird word. Yeah. Thimble. So that's, you just take that out and you just wash it. Yeah, right. Yeah. This is a thimble. Mm. This looks like one of those things that you'd like, you know, the, the knitting or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. It does a bit. That's why I call it that. Um, kind of. But it's like, yeah, you just take it out. You wash it out. You take the pipe apart. So it's like, it all comes apart. So, yeah, just take that out. And then, yeah, you just wash the whole thing. 
Yeah, right. And it's easy as. It's like this this last part is the fucking hardest bit. Here we go. Here we go. It's but almost no, a saxophone. It almost is. It's quite large. But it's If just, you modified that to be like a flute. It's the most easiest way to smoke tobacco. Because all you need is the tobacco and the lighter. You don't need filters. You don't need papers. Ne- next time I come here, I'm going to be very disappointed if you don't have that working as a flute. Oh. And you're not charming Martin. <laughs> not charming like, like a snake. He'd be like, pretty easy to charm. I imagine if anyone was to do that, it would be... Would be to be, him? Well, Martin, I'd imagine, would be the most easy susceptible to, to, the, to the flute. Yeah. Yeah, like, the thing about Martin, most people don't... Like, he's a very smart guy, but he's very... But he's very easily transfixed. You tell him a story, he gets very invested very quickly. A hundred percent. And I shit talk a lot, and I I like just going up to people at the lounge and just telling them this, the most wildest shit. Because, like, the wildest shit does usually happen, but, like, I... I'll tell that and they're like, oh, right. And then I'll tell, saying, like, Martin, I love just going up and just saying some random shit. And he'll just, the whole time, like, wow, that's crazy. Mm. Just, uh, be Martin, like, I really wanted to ask you. I, I always yeah. love going up to him, like, before he's got, like, a set and just being like, uh, <laughs> man, so mid set, I'm coming up. I've gone and got, like, a, a horse costume and I'm coming out. We're doing the Sons of Fred finale, but you and I just were soloing it and he'll, I'll have him on. He'll just be like, okay. What, like, well, yeah, I'll do it, but like, why? Mm. Like, I don't have a horse costume. <laughs> like, I, it's not happening. Yeah. I get him really excited to be like, this could actually be big for my career. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll be like, I'm sorry to break it to you, dude, and get you excited, but there, there, there's no, yeah, no horse costume. This could be the, this could be the boost I need to my stand-up career. <laughs> yeah. But like, Martin, I wanted to ask you, like, what's, because, like, you deal with so many comedians on there. Now, without naming names... I want to know, like, what has been the like worst, um, uh, what has been the worst audience member drunken interaction? A, and then B, what has been like without naming, what has been like the worst comedian drunken story? Oh. Because I've seen com- some comedians get up there, and they're they're pr- sometimes they're pretty fucked without naming names. So there's one guy that loves to come in, just get hammered and keep asking for spots. I actually oh. find it hilarious. You probably know who uh, I'm, yeah, talking I know I'm talking about. I I actually, like Sarah, yeah. the, the the gong show booker, she, she can't stand him. I love him. Because He's it, funny. It's fun. It's so funny, man. Dude. Um I was there the, the night they finally gave him his first spot. Yeah. Yeah. It was it wasn't good, but no. Uh, but uh, people someone, didn't see the real show in the green room. Someone kicked a gong plate once. Really? Yeah, almost got someone in the face. They almost got banned. Um, no one's like I, just woofy. Right? Mainly, like he didn't kick the plate, but I mean, like he's always drunk on stage. But it's great. Yeah, it works. Like um, other ones found him drunk in the tobacco store because i had the apartment across the road from the lounge Mm -hmm. so um and he's just like doing karaoke 
In the tobacco store. Yeah, because they had like these speakers that would drive me mad all That's night. That's such a wolfy and move. The, and like, too, and I'm like, dude, come upstairs. I'll get you an Uber. And he's like, nah, man, I got Ozkeek in the morning. I gotta, dude, I gotta I, take off. I really want to take a uh, wolfy for a night out with me some night. It's it's insane. Go like he's banned from like Uncle Billy's Holy for grabbing God. like a, a a crayfish out of the tank. He really? Just, oh, he he he'll do anything and like. The other day, he was like chatting to Belowski or something, and um, was telling him about his poetry. Oh, Belowski was talking. Yeah, about because poetry. Belowski's a good poet, but com- comedy wise, he, he's getting there. He's yeah. still working out the kinks. Yeah. And yeah, I heard Woofy and Belowski going at it, and yeah, it was just like he's just trolling, just like trolling people. Yeah. And no, and there's no audience. Wolfie, by the way, is like one of the nicest people in the He's world. He's the nicest guy, but yeah. he'll he'll have you on and he'll troll you, troll you so hard, not even for anyone to watch, just, just for his for, own entertainment. Yeah, yeah. And um, well, I feel like his whole his whole uh, commitment is it's like he is like totally committed to the practice of making people laugh, even if it's just himself. Yeah. Yeah. That it's it's yeah, and but in, people the, don't get like I'll I'll let you continue, but like people don't get like there's this weird high you get when you make people laugh. Not everyone gets it, but like I feel like I've always gotten this weird high when I make people laugh. Except I feel like for for me it's like a coke addiction. Yeah, I feel like for Wolfie it's a heroin addiction. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, but uh, dry. Yeah, there's, I haven't really seen someone get drunk on stage and just ruin the show. There was Sean Conway, not Sean Conway, sorry, uh, John Conway, who rocked up just that. trying to sell that Apple Watch that time, and he almost started the fight with the guy, with that bikey dude in the audience. In the alley, right? They, they, yeah, they he told him to meet him in the alley. alley. No, no, he asked him to meet him in the alley, and I had to take John to the, the green room, and yeah. then I went up to that guy, and I just had, I was just like, yeah. It's just a character. Yeah. Like, he does, I do I not to do that bit here. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, have a free drink. Yeah. Um, but I think John my... John Conway's a big dude, by the way. Yeah. But uh, I think myself as well. Uh, were you there for that Hamad debate? No. So, for that one, I got hammered. There was an open bar for comics, and I just went to town. Yeah, I bet. And um, I heckled the whole debate... Nice. The whole debate, I was just heckling. Which debate was this for? Because he's had a few on there. Um, that was that Tash Peterson one. Oh, that one. Yeah, like um, the one she had with the farmer. Yeah, yeah. If you yeah. you can actually hear me in the back screaming in the audience, like calling them plant killers. And no. so I'm so sorry, Tash. Yeah. That was me heckling. Mm. I was very drunk. It was a bit. I, I, don't, I don't mean to be an asshole, but yeah. I went I went pretty hard. I felt so bad the next day. But uh, and then when I it came time to do my set i was just absolutely hammered and i like heckled the whole show i was expecting to be heckled myself so i went out there just even extra erratic um but this night was so absurd i was only heckling as well because it was so absurd and the audience kept feeding back into me like they kept getting me to sort of do it and i I had to keep leaving the room to be like 
nah. I can't keep doing this. So like I was basically doing like a two hour set. <laughs> <laughs> Off but, camera. Yeah. <laughs> and all I did was shit on the night. I'm so sorry, Hamad. I like said he was the the guy from Aladdin dressed as the devil. Making me us all sign NDAs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah, he he did do that. Like he made me, like. He, oh, it was kept... like a consent form. They weren't NDAs, but there was like women models in red dresses. Yeah, he went all out. I yeah, love that about Hamad. And yeah, I was just like riffing about the girls in the red dress and a bunch of stuff. And that's that. So I'd probably say I was the drunkest performance I've seen. <laughs> Man, but o- audience-wise, that uh, you get some doozies, man. You get some real doozies. Um, like Saturday night, for instance, there was this one lady heckling and just chatting the whole night during Dill Rook set as well. Mm-hmm. And the whole Dill didn't do anything, but the whole audience chanted her ha- out. You know the na 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 na. Yeah, yeah. Everyone was chanting that. They didn't want to leave though it rarely disrupted the show and yeah they just made they they complained to every staff member about it about how poorly they were treated and uh the night before that some lady she was they were trying to get drinks at the bar they were ordering as a group and her friends were buying her a drink and she was getting a drink trying to get her own drink yeah and we were Serving the friends, I had no idea this lady was just waiting to be served by herself when she had already had a drink coming from her friends. Yeah. Came in and just put us on blast. This yeah. uh, New Zealand lady just like calling us all racist oh, right. for not serving. A kiwi. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, this is a bit out of hand. Mm. Um, yeah. A few, few times, because like, we don't have security there. So they use me as security. I'm the skinniest guy in Perth. What? Like, did, like, how can the... Hold on. Like someone... Was, yeah, oh, yeah, go on. Okay, well, because I work at a bar too. And I've had to ask people to leave. I've only ever had to get like physical one time, but that was to protect like the other bartender. She's just like this tiny little bitty girl. I think it's just in the, when there's an audience there, it's like they have, they're almost like they have to put on a show. Well, the audience. Well, that gong show brings out like that the gong. Worst. Yeah, the like, worst people. That gong show attracts the best audiences and the worst audiences on any given night. It's the most unpredictable thing in the world, because you get the th- the crazy thing is it's like it really the gong show is the highlight of like sometimes you can blame the audience. It's like it's not ideally what you should do. Should always just like look you at your comedy like, and reflect it. Safe net sort of thing to yeah. be like, yeah, they just wanted blood tonight. Well, because it's like you see a comedian go up there and absolutely annihilate, crush, win one week, comes back same week, same set, word for word, same timing, and just, just bomb work. his ass out. It's like sometimes the audience comes because they want to fuck up open micers. Oh yeah, yeah. They, you definitely. Like, I think, um, yeah, some people come to that show with just no intent to laugh. It's like, I'm coming to fuck up some comics. Yeah, I'm coming to ruin their fucking feelings. Yeah. yeah. One time, uh, someone went to Rush Shin on stage. Rush in a gun Shin? Turn. Yeah, someone went up to the um, 
when to go up to the stage to I don't know if they were who's gonna attack him or Will Smith slap him. I don't know mm. what was happening or he just wanted to have a word, but he was going up and like I came from the sound desk and I was like gonna stop him. But you know Tarbo? Yeah. Yeah, Tarbo grabbed the guy, grabbed him by my arm. Tarbo's a big guy. Yeah. And I uh, just forced him out of the venue and as the manager at the time I like was like I best at least hold his other arm. Oh, and shit. um Who is that? Have a gaze. I bet that is fucking late addition to the pod. We got squirrely <laughs> Dan. Hey, what do, you, what do you want me to do? Oh, anything you want, man. I'm- Confused? Did I just fuck up the vibe? No, no, man. no, no. no. no I was mid-story, but like, fuck it. No, no, no I'm well, kidding. <laughs> what are we talking about? Um, uh, just nuisances at the lounge. And yeah, fucked whatnot. up audience members. Oh, I was just telling fuck, a story yeah. when someone went to rush in in a Golden Crow. Oh, really? And um, yeah, I went to stop the guy, and um, Tarbo was like, just came out and grabbed the dude by an arm, like f- walking him straight outside because huge dude yep and me a manager at the time's like i should probably have a hand on the other arm make it look like i'm doing something <laughs> yeah yeah i come back in and everyone's patting me on the back like, yeah you <laughs> yeah. did great i'm like <laughs> you raised as fuck <laughs> it's, i know it's a dark room but give tarbo some credit come on you fucking assholes <laughs> yeah, right. like i did nothing <laughs> yeah fuck but do, do you miss like like old days like early days when i first started going to the pub your job in there would be just Cheap shot to the back of the head while the other guy's holding him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. What, did you yeah. used to work in hospitality? No, no, I just... I used just did to that be, for random. I used to be the guy getting punched in the back of the oh, head. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> There's some people, though, that annoy you. You just want to get, like... Because, you know, the pizzas come on a hot board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, on a wooden board. You just want to, like, hot cheese to the face. Oh, take yeah. it away. Watch, like, the skin peel off with the cheese and then... Like, with the board, like, you know how cops used to beat you so with a yellow pages? Yeah. So there's yeah. no bruise? No bruise. I just yeah. want to do that to some audience members. Just consistently, no bruise, no evidence. Who's the worst demographic for that? For just being a nuisance as an audience White member? women drinking Prosecco. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's no, yeah. no debate. Yeah. Yeah, they're a pretty fucking, like... And, and to be honest with you, it's in an age bracket too. It's like uh, 30 to 40, I feel like. Yeah, like in their 20s, they, they don't have the confidence yet. Yeah. And then after 40s, it's just like, no, nah, I've, I've fought my fight. Yeah. Even when they do have the confidence in their 20s, they're, they're quite happy to be taken the piss out of. Like they're not too big to be made fun of. I feel yeah. like women in their 30s to 40s are like, no, I've proven my worth to society. I don't I don't deserve to be made fun of. You, you know what I think the biggest difference is? What? Like if you see a group of blokes in like a comedy room, if one is being a dickhead and starts yelling out and then the comedian has a go at them, their mates are all like... Jump fuck, in on him. They you're an idiot, mate. Yeah, yeah, like why you would you do that? You see the opposite when it's like 30 plus women in yeah. a group. One of them will just start losing her shit. And yeah, the rest of them encourage The rest of them are like, they do turn. not make fun of this queen. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And just fucking, it gets out of control. They certainly won't police her. Like, no. eat, like, like maybe they'll just like, 
you know, fucking shave their eyes away and, like, not associate themselves with her. But they will not, like, shame or police her in, like, any way. There's no repercussions from her friends. Nah, they're not like, well, we did come here to listen to a comedian and she's ruining the night for everyone. Yeah. There's none of that. No. (laughs) It's like, fucking... Right, Melissa, you've had enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Sit the fuck down. Lay off the rose, eh? Or old, white, 60-year-old men. Yeah. Yeah, I had one of them last night at the village social gigs. He just interrupted Conway, Shin, everyone. He just kept going. Yep. And like, I have a bit like about coming from a smart or dumb family. And like, I, I usually ask a proud member and I ask this Asian guy. And it's a Korean restaurant, keep in mind. If he was from a smart or dumb family and this old guy <laughs> yells out. He's been yelling out the whole show. He goes like, we all know. <laughs> and I was so stumped. I didn't know how to handle the the situation. I didn't want to say like, is it because I was just like, do you know where you are? Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, just 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 shitting on a fucking audience member like just wildly. And he had one of those. What's that thing Matt Preston always wears? Like under the shirts? Like a, it's not a tie. It's like the thing that just goes here under oh. your collar. Like your bow tie. No, not like a bow tie. Like a. Oh. Chicken wing. Nah, the, I, I heard the name of it last night. I was like, I didn't know it had a name. It's just like the the fancy sort of... A bib. Like, you'd <laughs> think it is. I'm, I'm Googling this. I'm Googling this. Like, what does Matt Preston wear? <laughs> Squirrely, just to explain, um, this podcast was so easy to schedule back when Martin was unemployed. Yep. Um, but he he's a, has a job as a traffic controller now, and it has become exponentially more difficult to schedule. But we persevere. And so Martin has been um, uh, watching holes and watching cars all day. Yeah, so, right. uh, But it's his dream job. I'm so happy for him. He likes suits being a traffic controller more than anyone else I've ever met. He a just cavat. Gets... It's called a cavat. A cavat. Cavat. A cavat. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know the one. It's like it's it's like a scarf, but like tied up almost. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, I wouldn't have got that in a million fucking years. <laughs> yeah. I'll be honest, the blokes I knocked about in out. Uh, knocked about within the pub didn't wear cravats. Yeah, like I've never, I've only seen it on Matt Preston or MasterChef. The fuck is the point of that? I don't know. Like maybe to keep the get neck- a tie, you fucking poor cunt. Yeah, or a scarf. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe yeah. it's to hide like the triple chin. Oh, mm. maybe. Yeah, but like he's a fat fuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we don't need to imagine anything. Like, underneath there, you're like your whole career is eating food. Yeah, no like, one's gonna blame you for being fat. You, yeah, know? you, yeah. you, you deserve a fourth chin. Do you mm. think it helped him get the job in the first place? The cravat or being no, fat? Definitely not the cravat. No, I've, being fat. Like you, if you're I, gonna have a cooking show judge, you need at least one who's morbidly obese yeah i think the cavat did have a good play in it because i think like they had five fatties in the room and yeah. he's just gone with the one with the cravat like that do you think because like they present one dish to like the chef everything but like they only serve it on one plate i haven't watched master chef in a long time but this is what i remember from it like they would present the one dish and then all of the like judges would would try it do you think it's fairest to make the fattest one try the first morsel or the last morsel Fairest. Yeah. I think it's funniest if you make the fatty wait the longest. <laughs> <laughs> That's just my life motto. And then you, you can space out the episodes a bit more. You can have those like cut back yeah. like shots between him, like yeah. sweat. Yeah. yeah he's just, uh, a little bit of drool. Yeah. Coming and then when he finally takes that, like, 
you know, the taste, yeah. it's mm. it's glorious. I yeah. wonder if it would affect his judging, though. He's just like, everything is good. <laughs> 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 They're like, that's literally the fat off the stove, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Five yeah. fucking stars. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, man. Like, just like salted barbecue fat on a fucking plate. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, the texture, everything about this. But, you, you know, like these days they, they tell people in... Like, I saw this article recently which was advising restaurant goers, do not buy steak in a restaurant. The reason being... I thought that's where you should buy a steak. No, no. The you reason know where being... you shouldn't buy a steak? Where? A place that's not a restaurant. Like a dog kennel. Yeah, like, that's not a steak I'm fond of. No, <laughs> but like... The, the... I think a restaurant would be safe compared to, you know, like a brothel. Don't yeah. buy a steak from a brothel. That's better advice. The main reason they say that, though, is because, like, the quality of the cooking of steak has gone down, like, so much. It's just, like, they don't season shit anymore. They, like, don't follow the instructions of, like, medium rare because everyone's sense of, like, what is rare yeah, and what yeah. is not is different. Like, people say just, like, get anything but the steak because the steak is always disappointing these days. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. I, I had a steak yesterday and, it like, I ordered medium and it was, like, really well done. Mm. As in, not good, but mm. <laughs> really cooked and wasn't great at all. Do you, once we wrap this episode, do you guys want a steak? I got two in the fridge. Uh, no, nah, I'll probably pass on the steak. Oh, come on. I'll, what have you got to do? Uh, I, I was going to go to Jamal's. Oh, fair. Okay. So, uh, but yeah, could, could go a steak maybe. Do you think it's, by I the way... I just had two steaks. <laughs> yeah. I just it's ate steak. steak. <laughs> but I, I had a... Um, you could raise the steaks. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> well, I had a $60 steak in Canberra. And, a $60 steak? Yeah. And I was like, you know... This will have to be pretty good to be sixty bucks. It was like I think it was sixty seven or something, but it was fucking proper good. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a like I was away on the work trip, so you get money for ex- the for the e- meal. extra for for your meals, and I was just like fucking. If they're giving me extra money, I'm gonna go top of the roll line. along with it a bit. And yeah, it's funny because that that one's like sixty seven bucks, and it's fucking awesome. But then, you know, your normal steak, I think the one yesterday was 37. Mm. And like you're saying, you know, probably 75% of the ones you get aren't great. Yeah. And and that was one of them. Do you think it's the restaurant or do you reckon our cows are just... I think it's a restaurant every time because I cook steak for myself all the time. Like I probably have steak like three or four nights a week. And like I can take a really shit cut of meat and uh, and make it taste good. Yeah. It's like... I'll take like the the shittest, cheapest rum that is like probably two days past its best by date and I'll still make a pretty decent meal out of it that I'm happy with. Um, I just feel like it's the restaurant's fault. Do you not think... Sorry, completely different thing, but would that not be a way better show to watch? Like MasterChef, but just with food that's out of date. 
Yes. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like make this fucking challenging. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two day yeah. out of date steak with yeah. fucking. You got all the milk that's just gone off. It's not off, but it's a little bit sour. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some blue cheese with a side of penicillin. Yeah, 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 yeah <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'd watch that show. Yeah, like how good of a chef are you really? When yeah. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like fucking. You see the room of all the shit they get to cook with. Yeah. Like it should be good. Yeah. Try it, doing that with the shit out of my fridge. Yeah, yeah. You know, where they ask, like, what is this? The yeah. fuck do I know? It's been in there for three months. Well, like, all the best dishes in the world were fucking, like, uh, they're all, like, peasant food. Yeah. It's, like, everything, like, pasta, pizza, hamburgers. It's all, like, shit that peasants just were, like, well, what have we got? Let's just make the best we can with it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think, think like, uh, my dad talking about his childhood, his mum used to put sawdust in shit just so they'd have more... Nourishment? Know. What? No, well, just because they got so many fucking kids. Right. So to feed them all, like, you know. <laughs> just, just eating sawdust. Yeah, yeah. So, like, so when you're cooking, yeah. like, your fucking stews and shit like that, you got your meat and everything mm. in, but you want to make the um, portions bigger, fucking sawdust in there. I grew up in a family of sick kids, and mum used to make this thing we just used to call slurry. And it was just <laughs> like, yeah. And it, it is what it sounds like. It's just a stew that mum would, mum, because like mum worked, dad worked. And like, sometimes they were so busy. They just had to like put on one thing that they could make like last like four days. And then like on the second or third day, maybe they'd add a little bit more to it with some water to just flesh it out and make it last a week. And yeah, this was just like, First day, it tasted pretty fresh, was good. Second day, still all right. By that third day, I was like, come on, mum. It's like, <laughs> like, come on. Like, I'd rather two-minute noodles at this point. It's like the onions in this thing are just fucking tasted like like dog asshole. It's like just fucking atrocious. My grandma had like nine siblings and they moved over from Ireland. And yeah, they would just basically cook like... Yeah, just troughs. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. They yeah. bought a house and they just like knocked all the yeah. walls and they're like, it's a it's a dorm now. Yeah, they basically put themselves in an asylum camp. <laughs> well, that's what we should do. We should create Dan's version of MasterChef and then just sign up immigrant mums to do it because they'd win it every time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So like you oh. take a bougie like a mid like upper class suburbs white woman. It's like she's not going to compete with like an old nonna. Nah, no. you would. Because they've also got the extra thing of uh, imagine the judges giving their fucking critiques about the food to an old. No, us wouldn't give a fuck. They would beat the piss out. Yeah. Of them. <laughs> like, Look, it, it's not great. Bang. <laughs> Shut the fucking fuck up. Wooden spoon to their <laughs> yeah. Head. yeah, yeah. You'll be eat it and be yeah. thankful, gun. <laughs> seen that clip of uh, Gordon Ramsay having a cook off with his mum, and he's losing. Yeah, he yeah. lost gloriously. Like he even like looked at his pie and was like, "That's not cooked in the middle." So, <laughs> what? I'm like. Oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I fucking saw that. No, it's like thing is, it's like my mum's an awesome chef, but she wouldn't have to do those slurries every so often. Yeah, my mum would like still like on like, and she's always been able to get away with like the using the cheapest of materials. Yet she just makes such a good fucking dish. Yep. Like my mum introduced me to potato cakes. Yeah, yeah, which is just like peeled potatoes battered together in a patty. Yeah, I'm and familiar with potato cake. Yeah, <laughs> yeah of course you are. <laughs> what, what, what is this cake we hear of? Have you guys ever heard of Mousetraps? This was my dad's one contribution to the thing. The movie? No, 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 no. The, 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 it's a meal. So it's like, it's toast, Vegemite, melted cheese, tomato sauce. 
Like just on toast. Wait, tomato sauce with Vegemite. Tomato sauce, Vegemite, and cheese. See, I, I do without the tomato. I have like Vegemite. No, like, I, I promise you, try this shit. It is fucking awesome. My dad was like hit, like gene, like this is his like MC M equals MC squared moment. Yeah, yeah it's like know. this is a fucking it, it doesn't but no dude. <laughs> dude, this, this got this got through like this got my brother through uni yeah. okay like this single meal was like our meager like like financially or yes. or yeah, emotionally okay. or both it gave like, him the brain power well i don't know no because uh, they got the a equals mc squared I did so, anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't have my brain. Look, my brother was the one that went to uni. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. He's the engineer. I like became a fucking Sparky and now do bartending. So it's like and we're at opposites and a podcast. Like that's not a testament to anything. Nah. though every cunt's got one of those these days. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, you want to plug yours? Uh chumming up. Uh, it's a fishing podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So if you like fishing, listen to it. If you don't like fishing, don't listen to it. <laughs> Fucking hell. Like, we were at like an hour and a half on this episode. Dan, we will do another, um, squirrely, we will do another episode. But yep. like, do you want to stay for another episode? It's I up to stay you. for another episode. Yeah. Let's just pause and re-go.